You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 282, Keys to Unlocking Your Destiny. So in this episode, and probably for the next few, we're going to be doing a little bit of a Bible study, just talking about this important subject of destiny. What has God called you to? And when we talk about destiny, we're also talking about purpose. What is our purpose? You know, during these crazy days of 2020, people are really kind of reevaluating where they're at in life. They're reevaluating what they're doing. They're reevaluating and thinking through what's really important to them. And so there's been a lot of introspection in people's lives. They've had some time to think about it being at home. And, and so it's really a great place for us to... Um, a great topic for us to jump into. And we're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture in just a minute, and uh, and then we'll be diving in and talking about some really important things. Now, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Running Towards the Abyss. And, you know, I've been highlighting the, the six-book series, the Zombie Terror War series, and, um, you know, the, the word zombie usually throws people off, but trust me, it's more than that. It's, it's really a, uh, an action-packed thriller series uh, that deals with the war on terror. But this book, this is volume four, Running Towards the Abyss. This is actually um, my personal favorite of the whole series because it's a little bit different. And uh, you'll have to kind of read it to get a feel for it to, to see what I'm talking about. But trust me, this is one of those books you probably won't be able to put down. That's the feedback I've gotten from uh, so many readers. And I've had others tell me they love this one too, just because it's a little bit different. There's a little bit more of a romance in this one in between everything else that they're dealing with. But, uh, but I know if you read this one, you'll want to go back and read the entire series. So check out Running Towards the Abyss. And really the easiest thing to do is just click on the link um, that's, that's, that's on the screen in front of you, and it'll take you right to Amazon. And if you don't want to buy it right now, just check it out. Read a few pages. You get you can you know read um, a little introduction. That I think they let you read like the first chapter for free on Amazon. So by all means, check it out. I know you'll enjoy it. Okay, keys to unlocking your destiny. Now I'm going to start with this passage of Scripture, and this will guide us as we kind of discuss... Um, these things over the next few weeks and talk about unlocking our destiny and what it takes to do that. And this is from Matthew chapter 16. And it says, When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And the Son of Man is, is one of those phrases that Jesus used to refer to himself. It's an Old Testament 
um, uh, phrase that was used to refer to the Messiah. He said, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, this is a, a fascinating passage of Scripture and deals with several things. And I, I just want to break it down a little bit. We're not going to go super, super in-depth because, you know, I try and keep the podcast at around 20 minutes. But we're going to be spending a few weeks kind of looking at this and seeing what Jesus is telling us here. Now, the first thing that, that I think is fascinating is he says, he asked the question, Who do the people say that I am? And the disciples answered, well, some say that you're John the Baptist, who was another uh, preacher going around preaching and baptizing people at that time. And then others thought maybe he was uh, a resurrection of Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And, you know, really, if you think about it, um, when we, 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 we think about who Jesus is today, everybody has an opinion uh, about who Jesus is. He was a good man. He was a prophet. He was a, a crazy man. He was, you know, he was a, a, a shuckster. He, he, he basically was leading um, a hoax. Um, you know, he was a false prophet. Whatever. Everybody has an opinion. And so that's what Jesus is asking his followers first. Who do people say that I am? And then he asks this question, who do you say that I am? You know, if you've studied philosophy, if you've read any philosophy, they, the, the, really the goal of philosophy is to understand who I am. And, you know, we, we usually think the, 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 the two greatest questions in life is, or, or, you know, the two greatest questions in life are, who am I and why am I here? And, and those are valid questions. There's no doubt about it. Who am I and why am I here? But I think, especially for those of us that are Christians, we understand that before we can answer those two questions, we have to understand the question, who is Jesus? And I get it. For my friends that aren't Christians, this probably doesn't make any sense at all. But for those of us that are believers, we understand the importance of, under, of knowing who Jesus is. And so he asked his disciples that, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, who was the, um, the leader of the, the Twelve, he became one of the, the leaders in the early church. He was actually one of the subjects of my first book, Peter and Paul and Acts. But he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, there's two thoughts here in this statement. When he says, you're the Christ, uh, Christ or Christos is the Greek word for the the, the Aramaic word or, or even the Hebrew word uh, Messiah. So, so he's saying, you're the Messiah, you're the Christ. 
And then he says, you're the son of the living God. Well, first of all, let's look at the this idea of Messiah. Messiah, or, or the Christ, was the chosen one of God sent to redeem Israel. From, from the very early days of the Old Testament, God promised to send a Messiah. And we see the pattern throughout the Old Testament. God's people would get in trouble. They would cry out. He would send them a deliverer. And so this, this pattern of sending a deliverer was really fulfilled in Jesus at such a, a, an amazing level. And, and the Messiah was understood by Jewish theologians to be a great conqueror, to be a great king, to be the one who would come in and restore Israel. But Jesus demonstrated that that wasn't true. Whereas the the Jewish theologians expected the the Messiah to come riding in on a mighty war horse with his army behind him, Jesus actually got on a donkey and rode into the city of Jerusalem on the day when, when they welcomed him and were throwing palm leaves at him and you know, saying, you know, Hosanna to the king. So Simon is understanding. Simon Peter is saying here that he understands that Jesus is not the kind of Messiah that they expected, but he is the Messiah nonetheless. He is the, the nonetheless, he is the chosen one of God. But then we have this idea, this, this thought, you are the son of the living God. And that's where especially for those of us that are Christians, we, we lock in on. For us, the idea of Messiah is important, but it's a little bit different if we didn't grow up in the Jewish faith. Um, Jesus is our Messiah, but for those of us that are, that are Gentiles, that, that aren't Jews, it's a little bit more difficult for us to wrap our head around that idea. But the Son of God, Jesus, you are the Son of the living God. Um, this is a powerful concept. Because in this day, the Son of God was considered to be Caesar. In fact, if you got a coin from the first century, and you can even still see these, it says in Latin, um, it, it would have a picture of Caesar on it, and it would say, the, the Son of the Divine, um, the, son of the, of, the Son of God. And yet, Peter understands here that um, Jesus is Son of the living God, Yahweh, the, the creator God. And, and this is really one of the, the, the most important concepts in the New Testament is the fact that Jesus is the Son of God, fully God, fully man. Uh, John says in John 1.14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And remember what we said when we started, the, the, the question, uh, the questions, who am I and why am I here? These are important, but understanding who Jesus is, is really the first place that we must start. And for those of us that are believers, uh, I mean, we're in, we understand that. But for those that aren't believers, why is this such an important thing? You know, why can't I just delve into my own psyche and find out who I am and try and find some sense of purpose. Well, if God created us, and if God wants to have a relationship with us, and if God is pursuing us, which is what we see pretty much throughout the Bible, then really He's created us for Himself. And so understanding who Jesus is and what His 
uh, roles should be in our lives can change everything. You know, one of the, the, the most influential books I've read in the last few years is a book called Cold Case Christianity. A Homicide Detective Investigates the Claims of the Gospels. And it's written by J. Warner Wallace. And I'll put a note in the, uh, uh, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes with the resource highlights. But this is a phenomenal book. It's a great read. But what's fascinating about it is the fact that, that Warner Wallace, J. Warner Wallace, was a homicide detective with LAPD. And he was an atheist, had no interest in spiritual things whatsoever. However, he had a a colleague who was a Christian and challenged him to investigate the claims of Christ just like he would investigate a crime scene. And J. Warner Wallace said, well, that's easy. I can easily disprove the Gospels. I can easily disprove um, this idea of Jesus rising from the dead. And so he set out to do that using the Bible and then even other uh, documents that exist from that time. And the, the, the amazing thing was the more he studied, the more he realized he was reading the truth. And the more he realized that what he was reading were, were actual, um, documents, actual witness statements that would hold up in court. And rather than being able to disprove it, he actually became a Christian himself. And now he's just a brilliant mind and really knows how to explain. Um, we would call him, in, in, in Christian terms, we would call him an apologist. He, he knows how to make and, and, and argue the claims of Christianity in a very simple and powerful way. So if this interests you, check out this book because it's really, really uh, a great read. But understanding who Jesus is really... Um, sets us up to understand who we are. When I understand who Christ is and what He wants to do in my life and the fact that He is who He says He is, and when I surrender my life to Him, I surrender my will to Him, I surrender everything I am to Him, then I begin to discover who I am. And that's kind of where we're going to go from here. So, who, who is Jesus? Well, he's the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And as such, if he is truly the Son of the living God, he can make a claim on my life. Now, he's given us a free will. I don't have to surrender my life to Jesus. I can continue to go in my own direction. But there's some very serious consequences for that in this life and in the eternity to come. And really, <laughs> I've had folks... Over the years, say, well, you know, I don't believe in life after death. I don't believe in eternity. Well, you know, it really doesn't make any difference what we believe or not. If it's true, it's going to be there whether I believe it or not. If it's not true, okay. But the reality is Christians understand that that it actually says in Ecclesiastes that, that God has placed eternity in our hearts. When we die, we don't just die. We actually step into another realm of living. And if that's the case... Um, finding out who Jesus is on this side of eternity is probably a good idea. So, so surrendering our lives to Jesus, finding out who he is, then he begins to reveal who I am. And who am I? I am a man. You are a, a man or a woman. You're, you're a, a person, an image bearer of God. And as such, he has given us such a powerful future. There is such a destiny in front of us. 
And he actually says here in this passage of Scripture, what's interesting is he doesn't tell us what our destiny is here in this passage of Scripture. He doesn't say, okay, um, Mary, you're going to be a uh, you know computer whiz and you're going to start your own company and you'll have a family. And uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say, hey, Joe, listen, you're going to be a pastor and you're going to help a lot of people and um, you're going to raise three kids. And he doesn't give us those kind of details. But what he does say is, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And right before that, he says, Peter, you're the rock, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, in finding our destiny, the local church is a great place to start. You know, we find over and over again in our churches, and we've got churches literally all over the world, that when people connect to God and then connect to His church, they find that they're beginning to see and understand who they are, why they were made, and what the destiny is God's called them to. There's something powerful about committing our lives to Jesus and to His church. And I get it. Look, some people have had bad experiences with church. I have too. Um, I've also had bad experiences in restaurants, but I still like to eat. So, you know, just because somebody's had a bad experience in church doesn't mean we write off every single one. And so there's, there's plenty of great churches out there. And it's, it's finding a place where you can join in, connect to the family, and look for ways to serve and find out what your destiny is. So, so that's where we start. We start in connecting with Jesus, and then we start in connecting with the local church. And then he says, I will give you the keys... To the kingdom of heaven. Keys to the kingdom of heaven. Well, what are these keys? Well, that's what we're going to jump into when we get back together next week. We're going to start looking at this, these keys. I'm going to give you five of them. And these five keys unlock different aspects of our lives. These five keys have the potential to really unlock the person that God has called us to be. So, Make sure you are with me next week, and we will jump into, we'll start looking at these five keys. Now, I'd love to hear from you. Did I miss anything today? Anything you would like to respond with? Um, go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post, and uh, I would love to hear from you. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so we can stay connected. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I'll see you next week on Leading and Learning.